What's up? What's up? What's up, travelers? How are you guys doing today? It's Lithy here in the gates. How are you guys doing? I miss you all so much. Oh, clapping, clapping, clapping. Alrighty, what's going on, guys? I am here with my wonderful, wonderful host, Jade Phoenix. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Hey. What's up? Wait, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Wait, hold on. Wait. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> done with you. Done. What's up, everybody? It's your What's girl going? Jade Phoenix. How you doing? We here. We, we here. back. We back. We it's still spoopy month. It is spoopy month. It is, means it's October. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> it's still October, bitches. That means it's still Scorpio season. Excuse me. I'm sorry, not sorry. Well, technically, if you really think about it, it's Libra. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Actually, I like that both you and I can agree on that. Even though my mom is a Libra. Well, she's the exception. And my uncle. He he, is he the no? Okay. (laughs) No. I got the look of. But your mom is a sweetheart, so she's the exception. I love her. I think it's because she has, like, multiple, like, rising sign and everything else and a different thing. Whatever. It's still October. Yep. Well, my rising sign and my 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 sun, my moon, and my rising sign are... Um, Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah, triple scorp. I'm, I'm a fucking unicorn. You... <laughs> I'm a fucking... No, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking scorpion. That's pretty Dude. much it. Like you are the scorpion queen. I am. White. It's it, I. And I, you're almost like literally. Your birthday is literally Devil's Night. Devil's Night. Devil's yep. Night. I was born on the perfect storm on Devil's Night. I uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. The fucking gods knew I. The, the gods like had a whole fucking party. I was coming. No, the you're the antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> they all yeah. They were all fucking terrified. Jeez. I was coming. But I mean, I'm so glad you're here. Though. I know things. I mean, as you can hear, uh, one of the podcast cats in the background going, "Me too, me too, me too." Oh wow, my little nephew, where are you? Where are you, Rocky? Rocky Meowboa. Somewhere around here, he's being fine. evil. He's being evil. That's why he's my nephew. <laughs> he's the second coming. Of the- <laughs> I swear, I swear yeah, that cat. Yeah. That, well, yeah. you know, it has been confirmed by Freya herself that that cat ain't hers. It's Loki's. Oh my child! <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's Come a Loki and cat. He's a Loki and cat, and it's okay. I still love him to death. He's just terrible. It's okay. He's we'll upstairs sta- causing mischief. I can tell. We'll stand near Fren- Fenrir. That's my boy. Yep. I work with Fenrir. Fenrir is, you know, mm-hmm. a puppy. I started working with him. Yes, mm-hmm. love it. Love it. I love it. It's been a little difficult, though. It's not supposed to be. Easy. I know. Uh, well, I mean, you know, me be. I started again, so mm. it's all about you know it's getting there. Getting there. Yep. I have a thousand. Well, I have a thousand and one questions, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. other than trying to strip myself naked running through the woods, but um, awoo, awoo, <laughs> the werewolves of London. Ooh. Anyway, yes. So, but speaking of werewolves of London and um, all things, spoopy. all things spoopy and October and everything, we, I would like to talk about and have a fabulous time talking about trick or treat. Oh, yeah, yes. why not? We talked about candy last time. It you know boggled my mind of why not we talk about actual trick or treating. That's true. I mean, I'm with it. I love trick-or-treating. I love trick-or-treat. Hell, if I could get away with it at my age, I'd still trick-or-treat. I would. Trick-or-treat. I mean, I do get away. I mean, I get away with it, but it's in the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Emotional damage. I mean, I kind of trick-or-treat at the candy store that I buy at kit for for the kids. I mean, seriously, that's our trick-or-treating. Like, I do. On November 1st. When it's half all half price chocolate. Half price chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my I mean, I will admit that I am guilty of going to the store and buying bags of candy. I'll buy two. One for the brats and one for me. Excuse me, which ones do you buy for yourself and which one do you buy for the brats? The good candy or the bad candy? 
They get the bad candy. Of I course. Get the good candy. Like, the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, I mean. Love you, kids. Love you. But no. you, this is the adults disclosing their secrets. <laughs> why do you think your parents would take the good candy out of your bags growing yeah. up? This is why. It's, this is why. Yeah, but we're also giving you the, um, the clues of when they say it's poison, it's really not. It's not. It's if not. you listen to our previous episode, we actually do talk about the food traditions mm-hmm. of Halloween mm-hmm. and how candy came to be the supreme being of yes. Halloween. Trick or treating. Yes. And so, how candy corn is still gross. No matter what you say. Yep. No. It's nope. earwax. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Seriously. Whoever, the, the, the person who supposedly invented it, fuck you. Like... Yeah, yeah, and you emotional know. damage. I made it for farmers. No, you made it because you what, hated what the human race. Yeah. You hated the human race. And why would you make it in the like? You made it because you wanted to make it look like what? What was it? Chicken feed? Chicken feed? Well, why? We're not chickens. Contact the Power Rangers at once. That's right. I mean, yes, humans to- can't fly. We get that, but does it look like I have feathers? No. It's called a hustle, sweetheart. It's not a hustle. I don't have feathers. I don't have a beak. I don't twickle my ass. Okay, maybe I do. Well, but I was about to be like, what the fuck is twickle your ass? Ma'am. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I mean, do you mean wiggle your butt? No, like, I like twickle. twickle. I don't know. <laughs> I is like it a twitch and a wiggle? Does it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows what I do in my spare time? I mean, you could try to find my OnlyFans, guys. It's no. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I have one. I don't, no, but I, I don't really don't. That. We admit nothing. I, mi- I, I I don't. I don't admit anything. So, but anyway, anyways, trick or treating. I mean, obviously, we're talking about some tricks, quite literally. Literally. Yummy. But Ooh, the- that was a good one. Sorry, mm. I did it. Honestly, trick or treating is a traditional Halloween custom. Yes. It's been only really in some countries does it actually happen. Mm-hmm. Most of it is like the uh, Europe, Ireland, Scotland, England, France. I don't know if France does it, but they might most likely. Most likely. Uh, America, Canada, and even in some parts of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like more is like the Middle Eastern. They don't really. Oh, well, they don't observe Halloween. Right. It is, Halloween is uh, based um, from Samhain. Mm-hmm. And Samhain is a Irish and Scottish Holiday. Yes. Thank you for helping me with that. <laughs> I know, because you just keep wanting to say salmon. Guys, travelers, I, I did. I really wanted to say salmon, and she kept smacking me on the back of my head. It's I did like, not. It's not, well, it's not salmon. I did not smack, okay? Oi, oi, oi. I did not smack. I am not abusive. Oh, I like with your love. funny words, magic man. With, with love. With love. Smashing. Yes. Smashing. But anyway. Anyways, she asked for Sam- it. Sam... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's Samhain. Samhain. There you go. Woo-hoo! You did it. Samhain. So Halloween has its roots in the ancient and pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, <laughs> which was celebrated in the night of Halloween, which will October 31st. The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, which, correct. Oh, so there we go. France does France do it. France does have it. Yeah, yeah. Cool, France. I cannot do a French accent. Still working on oh, it. Bonjour. Bonjour. Um, be our guest. Be, be our, our guest. guest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't know what's going so, on. So on the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. Homage. The homage. Yes. I mean, the veil is the thinnest, I think, now. Yes. I mean, the turning of the wheel, I mean, any of the practitioners that listen to us, that follow us, know that for us, Samhain is New Year's. Yes. It is the beginning of the new year for us. So, therefore, mm-hmm. it is also the time when the veil is the thinnest, which is why we are able to have so much more spoopy shit because, you know, they can come through better. <laughs> they, the 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 um the connection is um clearer. Smashing. Yeah, it's like uh, when we dial it in on a good subject on the cast, and we just keep going and going and going and going and mm-hmm. going, and that's when we all of a sudden turn around and we're just like, "What time is it?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, it's God over. It's over damn. twenty minutes. Whoops. 
Oopsie. Oopsie. Sorry, Oopsie. guys. You get to hear us for an hour and 20. Yay. I mean, I've never heard complaints. Honestly, some of our longer episodes are some of our better trending ones. Who knew? Who knew? But because we talk and we're... We're good at it. We're good at it. That's we- right. Don't. And listen, if you like to hear our voices, you know, just let us know. And, and you should follow our other social media to hear exactly. more of them. iHeartRadio. Apple. Google. Google. TikTok. Instagram. Yeah. Pandora. I don't know. We're X, everywhere. Twitter, whatever the fuck it's called. Are, are we on that? It's Twitter. I don't give a fuck. I refuse. I'm not going to call it X. Tweet, tweet, motherfucker. That's right. That's we- my saying, and I'm going to stick to the fuck to it. Woohoo! That's right. Mm-hmm. So, to continue on what you said about Samhain, Sa- during the Sa- evening of Halloween, on October 31st, people in costumes will travel from house to house asking for treats with the phrase, trick or treat. Now, that is obviously... Not something that was always said, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, so, originally, the way that Halloween trick-or-treating came to be, it was from a tradition called mumming or guising. And this started, and it's traced all the way back to Ireland and Scotland, where the mummers would go house to house and do a small performance or read verses or something like that to be rewarded with food or treats. And that goes as far back as the 16th century. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are many accounts from 19th century Scotland and Ireland of people going to house to house in costume on Halloween, reciting verses in exchange for food and sometimes warning of a misfortune if they were not welcome. Ooh. Like, and that's where your trick comes in. Interesting. It is. It is. It is. The earliest known occurrence of guising happened actually in Canada in 1911 where children were recorded as having done this in the province of Ontario. The interjection of trick or treat didn't come around actually until 1917 in the same province of Ontario. Really? Yes. So while going house to house in costume has been really popular for ever, the Scots and the Irish did not say trick or treat up until maybe the 2000s. Wow. No, they instead said Help the Halloween party at the doors of homeowners. So the trick-or-treat thing was not universal. But the the whole thing of dressing up and, and performing and holding out a candy bag or holding out a bag or expecting some kind of confectionery treat has been for hundreds of years at this point. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. I like that, too. Though I do have something... Although the trick-or-treat thing um, kind of have, I do have a little bit of a weird thing, although it could be... Do we um, define weird in this podcast? Uh, weird. Squirtle, um, squirtle. I don't know the word. Um, I I have no words. But it's a do you know. Um, do you? Not really, but the, <laughs> but the fucking History Channel said that they don't know. They they know it, so I'm just going to say it. This is from What's the this? History Channel. What's this? What is this? Um, but it is goes back to the trick-or-treat thing that you say about the 2000s, that how mm. it was coined or whatever that says. Yeah. But um, although, and I found this interesting because it comes from um, a Disney and a Peanuts comic. Um, although it is un- it is unknown and precisely where where and when the phrase trick or treat was coined, the custom had been firmly established in the American popular culture by 1951 when trick or treating was depicted in a Peanuts comic, uh, in a Peanuts comic strip, and then in 1952, Disney produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck. His nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I remember that cartoon. Oh, you do? I do. It's yeah. it's actually funny because it's actually one of the songs that I'll sing for no reason <laughs> during Halloween month. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. It's so funny. And it, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's one of the best Disney short cartoons from back then. Really? It, it is. I, I gotta look it up. It, it's so good. Honestly, if you guys can look it up on YouTube, um, if I could, if I, if the Phoenix Gate wouldn't get hit with Disney copyrights because, you know, the Mighty Mouse owns everything, I would share it on our TikTok and our Instagram as, as a reel, but no, mm. I cannot. So, if, you know, go look it up on YouTube somewhere. So, you know, the Mighty Mouse doesn't hurt us <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and then, I mean, 
the peanuts is, is iconic when it comes to Halloween. Right. I mean, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, we love that. And, mm-hmm. and it, how many times did we see Snoopy begging for trick or treats right. or doing tricks? And how many times have we seen all of our other favorite characters doing Halloween shit? Mm-hmm. And it became more and more popular as Halloween, as Halloween became went. more mainstream and more mm-hmm. and more popular. Because if you listen to our previous episode, it wasn't always a big thing. No, it wasn't. It was. Especially not here in America. It was the Irish right. that brought it here. Because we knew what we, we know what we, we were su- doing. We knew what we were doing, and we are superior. Mighty need. That's right. And because we brought potatoes. <laughs> no, we, <didn't. laughs> we did not bring potatoes. We are the potatoes. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. Spike. I actually changed my ringtone sound from that <gasps> for, just for the month. Just for the month. It is now. Winnie from Hocus Pocus going, the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. Okay, yeah. all right, it's all right. acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. it's my favorite line from the movie. Um, okay, yeah, but <clears throat> believe it or not, I did <clears throat> mention earlier that trick or treating is a thing in Mexico. Oh yeah, I really liked this one. It's in northwestern and central Mexico, but the practice is not called trick or treating. It's called calaverita, which is Spanish diminutive for calavera, which means skull. Ooh. So instead of trick or treat, the children are going to ask, Mera mi calaverita, can you give me my little skull? Where the calaverita is a small skull made of sugar or chocolate. Ooh. Yes. So, like, they're getting obviously candy, but, you know, it's skull themed because Day of the Dead is very, very big down there. Yes. Mexico's Day of the Dead, huge. They, they're very into their. Day of the Dead celebrations, as they should be. It's beautiful fucking tradition. Mm -hmm. It is. And you want to know it's very colorful. Yeah, It's so colorful. And you know what? I I really do love the Day of the Dead. I do love, I I used to, well, not used to, I still, um, I I actually use their images. And um, when I was doing my art, I used to use a lot of their imagery and their color because it's so vivid and vi- and vibrant. It is. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful because they just bring. It's not a depressing thing. They just really like. It's bring, a celebration it's of a, love. Yeah, and it's, it's gorgeous. They just so good. I mean, honestly, believe it or not, trick or treating is ancient. Mm-hmm. It is ancient. It's apparently there were similar traditions that literally dated all the way back even to ancient Greece. Yes, and. It's unlikely that any of them are directly related to the modern times, but it's still something to mention. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, seriously, we, we're humans are creatures of habit. Obviously, the Irish may have brought the Halloween traditions to the Americas with the immigration of the Great Potato Famine in the mid-1900s. Yes. But these kind of traditions have been around for thousands of thousands years. Thousands of years. You know, um, the ancient Greek writer Athenaeus wrote in his book that on the Greek island of Rhodes, they had a custom in which children would go from door to door dressed as swallows, singing a song, which demanded the owners of the house to give them food and threatened to cause mischief if the owners of the house refused. This tradition was claimed to have been started by the Rhodian lawgiver Cleobulus, which, again, is not this exactly the same, but it is obviously something very similar. Yeah. I mean, we love that. I mean, and then I I already spoke about mumming. Mm -hmm. That's been around since the Middle Ages. Yes. That's been around since the Middle Ages. And it's door to door, in costume, short scenes or parts of plays in exchange for food or drink. The custom may come from the belief of supernatural beings or the souls of the dead roam the earth at this time and needed to be appeased. So, obviously... These are all pre-Catholic. Yes. These traditions are all just before the church came in and said, yeah, we're going to make All Saints Day November 1st. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously Christianity had to come in and step on everybody's fucking game. <laughs> you know. I'm not gonna- I hate you. It's fine. Hate, hate, hate. Uh- hate, hate, hate. No hate on our Catholic friends or our Christian friends. None. 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 Just get your own holidays. (laughs) Get your own fucking holidays, damn it. But, I mean, amongst 
the like our people, the Celtic speaking people, mm-hmm. it was also seen as a liminal time when the spirits or fairies and the souls of the dead would come into our world and were appeased with offerings of food and drink. Yes. Yeah. Similar beliefs and customs were found in other parts of Europe. It was suggested that trick-or-treating has now evolved from this tradition where people impersonated the spirits or the souls of the dead and received the offerings on their behalf. Um, There's a writer that suggests that they personify the old spirits of the winter who demanded reward in exchange for good fortune and impersonating these spirits or souls were also believed to protect oneself from them. It's also the same kind of origin of like the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk about good old Jack right now, but it is part of the same traditions. Yeah. Yeah, but trick-or-treating is... I've always... I used to have some of the best times trick-or-treating. I had awesome times trick-or-treating. Yeah. It was fun shit. I mean, even as far back as the 15th century, amongst the Christians, surprisingly, Mm -hmm. there was a custom of sharing soul cakes, which was on October 31st through November 2nd. Yes. Yes. People would visit houses and they would take soul cakes, either as representatives of the dead or in return for praying for their souls. Yes. So later these people would go from parish to parish on Halloween, begging soul cakes from singing under the windows of some such verse as souls, souls for a soul cake. Pray you good mistress, a soul cake. And they would typically ask for mercy on all Christian souls for a soul cake. It was known as souling and it was recorded in parts of Britain, Flanders, Southern Germany, and Austria. Shakespeare even mentions the practice in his comedy, The Two Gentlemen of Verona. Oh, yeah. Yes. Interesting. It's the part when Speed accuses his master of puling, which is whimpering or whining, like a beggar at Hallowmass. And in Western England, most of the counties bordering Wales, souling is common. Wow. Yeah. According to one 19th century English writer, Parties of children dressed up in fantastic costume went round to the farmhouses and cottages singing a song and begging for cakes spoken as soul cakes, apples, money, or anything that the good wives would give them. Interesting. Yo, trick-or-treating ain't, ain't, this ain't no. This is not. It was just only until really after, you know, marketing and then when candy really, you know, kind of blew up that it just became... You know, about really the candy. Did it though? Maybe. A little bit. I mean. Not really. We like candy though. We do like candy. I mean, Halloween masks are even referred to as false faces in Ireland and Scotland. Mm Mm-hmm. And they basically, um, it that's when they do the guising. So obviously you wear a false face. Yeah. What what was it? Oh my God. I can't say it again. Sowin. 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 Well, what was it? They used to dress in um animal skins. And they used to use um Weirding. Weirding and like animal skulls and stuff for masks and stuff like that. That's what I knew. Like knew. Yeah. Um You're not wrong. But most of it. Hmm. <laughs> Most of it was all this may crazy shit. Now? You may. Yes. I mean, honestly, what was your favorite memory from trick-or-treating back as a kid? Like, my, what was your favorite memory? My favorite memory of trick-or-treating? Oh, God. Well, I was more older, you know. Were you not a trick-or-treater as a kid? My parent, my mother never really liked Halloween. She wasn't really like, a Halloween person. Um... My parents were very black. My mother was very black and white, so she wasn't really the creative. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how she got me. But You're lying! Hey, here I am. <laughs> um, but my favorite was when, like, you know, I was, like, 15, 16, and we, you know, we just, me and a group of my friends just went out on our own and did it. It was, like, my first year doing it by myself without my parents, you know? And I, I didn't have kids, like my younger nephews and nieces to like, oh, let's go like walk house to house and like babysit and everything else like that. It was just like us being wild and finally like the wild teenagers that we were. Freedom. Freedom. That's, mm-hmm. you know, finally like, but it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there going, 
In my day. In my day for no. We are not that old. We are not that old. What did he say? We're not that old. No. But it was just very, it's, it, I haven't been trick-or-treating in forever because I'm always working. Yeah. yeah. You know? Duh and or hello. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. once you reach a certain age, it's not cool anymore to it's go It's not Halloween. cool anymore. But now, what is it with my husband? We do the Halloween parade in New York City with the Ghostbusters. Well, there you go. So that's that's pretty wild. Seeing all the drunk people on the side. Oh, God. The Halloween parade in New York City is fantastic. It is. I, it's fun. It is. I used to work that parade. I used to volunteer. It's 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 an experience, I gotta say. Especially like sitting, I I sit in the ecto one. I don't walk the whole fucking parade. I'm I'm not that dumb, but <laughs> but um I use the um uh the microphone on the car, and um I get the crowd. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Um I get the the crowd <laughs> riled up. You're the hyper. I'm the hyper. I'm You're the, the hyper. hype man. I'm the hype man. Yeah. I try. I try because like <laughs> because like everybody has their phones to like record it, and I'm like literally at some, like halfway through. I'm like. Yo, motherfuckers, put your fucking phones down and actually have fun on the parade. Like Seriously, this is insane. Be in the moment. Be, be in, in the, the moment. moment. You're seeing an actual Ecto-1 drive down the fucking block of New York City and you're fucking filming it? Come on. And everyone kind of like looks at the car and I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you, you with the phone on, you know, you with the phone that you're recording and it's like 50,000 people. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to all you people. Yeah, I'm talking over here. I'm talking to you. Listen. And that like be in the moment. Like, cause back little then, pig, like, little pig. like, what is it? 15? Let I didn't have my phone in. trick-or-treating. I was in the moment. We didn't have phones. Well, we did, but we didn't have camera phones. No, I had a flip phone. I, I had a razor. I had the razor. I had the purple razor. I had the pink one. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I upgraded to an Excel. Oh, yeah. Bloop, bloop. Where I you at? I had the, um, I that had was the sidekick. The, that, I had that too. <laughs> I had the sidekick. Yep. I don't miss that. <laughs> nostalgia notwithstanding honestly if i had that fucking clunker now i'd probably throw it at someone <laughs> yeah i mean i have my, our phones went from being super small to like super big and now they like have no screen like no now it's a mini computer it's a it, 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 it was always a mini computer but it didn't have the processing power that it has now we're going off on a tangent here people follow it follow this tangent the things that we used to do trick-or-treating mm-hmm could not be done now because of the fucking camera phone and the instantaneous shit that goes on the internet. Yep. We would be canceled instantly. <laughs> we would be canceled. Canceled instantly yeah. for the shit that we did back in the day. Oh my God. Cause yo, I'm not going to lie. When I felt like I got too old to go trick or treating, I just became a delinquent. <laughs> right. I'm going trick or treating. Really, I'm going to drink in the park. But I mean, honestly, that is exactly what I did. Um, love it. But love it, love it, love it. Yeah, but trick or treating was always, always one of those things that like I really just enjoyed doing growing up. I did. What was your favorite part of trick or treating, or what was your favorite memory of trick or treating? Honestly, the costumes. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a cosplayer. Duh. I mean. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it was always the reactions that I would get to my costumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what was your favorite costume? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to laugh. Um, It was a unicorn. <gasps> I was a white unicorn because when I was around seven years old, I saw the last unicorn, <gasps> the movie. And I told my mom, I did not care how she had to make it happen. I wanted to be a unicorn for Halloween. And she did it. She did it. I had uh, like that old school latex freaking helmet mask thing. Mm-hmm. Not the face like they have now, like the horse face mask. No, this one actually stood in a point down to my nose, had a horn coming out of it, a white furry mane that I had to cover my hair. I had little hoof, like um, kind of like what I wear now for some of my cosplays, which now that I think about it, I was head of the game. Your mom should have sold that shit. No, it got ruined in a flood. Oh, I mean, she didn't make it. Oh, no, this was stuff that you could buy back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we found it. I think it was at Ruby's. Ooh, oh my god. Yeah, Ruby's. Yeah, 
Because my mom's like, I don't know how to make that. I'm like, okay. So she took me to Ruby's and allowed me to pick it out myself. Ooh. Yeah. But that costume went over so well. I got so much candy that year. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It did. Like, I think that was also my favorite part is like, unconsciously, we didn't even know we were being judged. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were, we were cosplayers. So you know, you understand being judged on your costume. I didn't realize, I just realized this now, fucking travelers. I had a whole lifetime of preparing to be judged for my cosplays because mm. I went fucking trick-or-treating. Yup. Oh my God. I think my favorite cosplay, uh, cosplay. Never trust the living. Living. My favorite cosplay. Costume, my God. <laughs> you all right? Um, no. Uh <laughs> She's thinking about all the candy. I'm thinking, yeah, recent. Candy, Snickers. candy, candy, candy. Um, I'd have to say it was my Supergirl, honestly. My Supergirl. Because I kept that, um, I made that. Nice. And... Everyone was like, ooh, that's really cool. And I honestly did that as my debut for Comic-Con. And everybody love fucking loved it. And I was just like, this was my Halloween cosplay. <laughs> like last year. Today. Mm -hmm. I made that. Yo. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that. So, yep. That was my thing. That was my favorite cosplay. Costume. My God. It's both. Whatever. Same. Same thing. Listen. Same thing. Well, it was a co it, it was a costume that turned into a cosplay. <laughs> did you get a lot of candy in that costume? Yeah, I had my belly button showing, so yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys know, travelers, that the request of trick or treat originally did not come around until like the early 1900s in Canada and then the 1930s and 40s and 50s in America. Really? Yeah. What? It didn't. So it it is an implication that if you do not give me something good, because, I mean, what did we used to say? Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. And if you didn't, what the fuck did we do? We toilet papered and egged your house. Yep. Little pig, little pig. Right. Yep. We did. Let me in. We did. It, it was, honestly, it. I don't, uh, I've never, ever not saying trick or treat. Like, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't remember ever not saying it, so it's like, it's weird. But it, it's word sleuth Barry Popick, who also found the first use from 1917, variant forms of trick-or-treat were found from Chatsworth, Ontario in 1921. Treat up or tricks, and treat or tricks was found in Edmonton, Alberta in 22. Trick or treat was found in Penhold, Alberta in 24. But now the canonical form of trick-or-treat was first seen in 1917 in Chatsworth. Only one day after somebody used it, but it, they said tricks or treats was still in use. And it even was found in the 1966 television special, It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Oh. Yeah. And thousands of Halloween postcards produced from the start of the 20th century and the 1920s commonly show children but do not depict them trick-or-treating really or not so hmm. th uh, a person who collected over three thousand halloween vintage postcards writes there are cards that mention the custom of trick-or-treating or show children in costumes at the doors but as far as we can tell they were printed later than the 1920s and more than likely even the 1930s tricksters or of various sorts are shown on the early postcards but not the means of appeasing them so trick-or-treating does not seem to have become a widespread practice until the 30s, with the first U.S. appearance of the term in 1932, and then the first use of it in a national publication occurring in 1939. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. I like all this stuff. Yeah. So apparently there was also behavior similar to trick-or-treating, which was more commonly associated with Thanksgiving. Really? From 1870... Shortly after that holiday's formalization, because Thanksgiving wasn't a thing until the 1800s. Right. Until the 1930s. In New York City, a Thanksgiving ritual known as Ragamuffin Day involved children dressing up as beggars and asking for treats, which later evolved into dressing up in more diverse costumes. Increasing hostility towards the practice in the 1930s, though, eventually led to the begging aspects being dropped because of the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And by the 1950s, the tradition as a whole had stopped. Wow. Yeah. 
So trick or treating is not was not for a little while confined just to Halloween. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But it did get more popular as we got as we evolved as a people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all the pre- nineteen pre nineteen forty uses of the term trick or treat are from the United States and Canada. Yeah, trick or treating then spread throughout the United States. Only stopped because of the sugar rationing of World War Two. Mm-hmm. But that began in April of nineteen forty two and lasted until June of nineteen forty seven. Oh, it's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. So early national attention to trick-or-treating was given in the October 1947 issues of the children's magazines Jack and Jill and Children's Activities and by Halloween episodes of the network radio program The Baby Snooks Show in 1946 and The Jack Benny Show and The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet in 1948. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Trick-or-treating was depicted in the Peanuts comic strip in 1951, which you mentioned earlier. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. By then, the custom became a firmly established uh, practice in popular culture by 1952, where Walt Disney portrayed it in the cartoon Trick or Treat, which again, Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, and the Ozzy and Harriet were besieged by trick-or-treaters on an episode of their television show. Yes. Yes. I was actually going to just mention that, but... You can mention the UNICEF if you like. UNICEF? Yes. 1953, UNICEF first conducted a national campaign for children to raise funds for the charity while trick-or-treating. Don't you remember the UNICEF boxes? Yes, yes. They, you you did it in the school. The little cardboard boxes that yes. you would make in school and you'd bring around and see if you could get donations for UNICEF. Yes, Yeah, yes, that started right. in 1953. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? All because of trick-or-treat. All because of trick-or-treating. Love this shit. Isn't it awesome? See what trick-or-treating does, kids? Besides giving you candy. Besides giving you candy. Yeah. Travelers kids. Travelers kids. and Travelers, travelers kids maybe. And, I don't know. Travelers adults. I mean. Adolescents. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back oh, just a smidget. Um, sure. Because we're talking about a lot of treats, but I wanted to talk about the trick. Sure. Because um, I just I'm wreck something. Um, so I... I was thinking because, you know, obviously we were talking about how a lot of people, you know, did like the Halloween equivalent to like Christmas caroling. Um, You would go to the houses and they would do like a performance or they would sing or they would do everything for the treat. But um, if they didn't like the performance, they didn't have to give the the treat. No, they did not. So and that would where the trick would come in. So I was reading immigrants from Ireland and Scotland brought their Halloween superstitions to America in the 18th and 19th centuries. And their youngsters are great and great-great-whatever-grandfathers and whatever-grandmothers, became the first American masterminds of mischief. Kids strung ropes across sidewalks to trip people in the dark. (laughs) 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 Emotional damage! Tied the doorknobs of opposing apartments together. So that they couldn't open the doors. Yeah. I did that to lock my brother into his room once. (laughs) (laughs) Mowed down shrubs... Upset swill barrels rattled or soaped windows and once filled the streets of Catlana Island with boats. Pranksters coated chapel seats with molasses in 1887. What? Exploded pipe bombs for kicks in 1888. For kicks? For, just, for Wait, sh- what did he say? just for shits and giggles. Rampage! And smeared the walls of new houses with black paint in 1891. Whoa. 200 boys in Washington, D.C. used bags of flour to attack well-dressed folks on, to, on streetcars in 1894. <laughs> in this era, in the Americas, generally lived small communities and better knew, better knew their neighbors. It was often the local grouch who was... The brunt of Halloween mischief. Duh, and or hello. The children would cause trouble and the adults would just smile gilliantly to themselves, amused by rocking chairs engineered on rooftops or pigs set free from their styes. Jesus Christ. But when the early 20th century Americas moved into crowded urban centers full of big city problems like poverty, segregation, and unemployment, pranking took a new turn Pranking took on a new edge. Kids pulled fire alarms, threw bricks through shop windows, and painted obscenities. Uh, obscenities. Obscenities. Thank yeah. you. On the principal's Rampage! homes. 
they stuck out, oh my God, they stuck out blindly against property owners, adults, and authority in general. They begged for money or sweets and threatened vandalism if they didn't receive them. Jesus. So I just wanted to throw those little tidbits of, tri- of you know, tricks. I'm going to build on that. I'm going to build on that. <laughs> so apparently, like, even though we talk about trick-or-treating as, as, as an adult way, like we, like as the adults did it as a way to re-channel the, ho- the Halloween mischief mm-hmm. for, away from uh, vandalism. But there are very few records that actually support that this is what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Des Moines, Iowa is the only area known to have a record of trick-or-treating being used to deter crime. Oh. Yeah. Elsewhere, adults are reported in newspapers from the mid-1930s to the mid-1950s, typically saw it as a form of extortion, Mm -hmm. with reactions ranging from a bemused indulgence to anger. Likewise, portrayed on radio shows, children would have to explain what trick-or-treating was to puzzled adults, not the other way around. Sometimes, even the children protested. For Halloween 1948, members of the Madison Square Boys Club in New York City carried a parade banner that read, American Boys Don't Beg. The National Confectioners Association reported in 2005 that 80% of adults in the United States plan to give out confectionaries to trick-or-treaters and that 93% of children, teenagers, and young adults plan to go trick-or-treating and participate, participating in other Halloween activities. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, the etiquette is something that we're going to be talking about. So technically, trick-or-treating begins usually at dusk. Yes. You never trick-or-treat during the day. No. Some municipalities will choose other dates. You know, like, um, I do know that for a while during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, trunk or treating became a big thing. Yeah. Um, where pe- where the communities would set up uh, their cars in, like, certain parking lots, and they would allow the children safely, social distance and all that stuff, to trick or treat out of the trunks of cars. Yeah. Instead of going door to door. Right. Which was a lot safer Ish. Ish. Yeah. Um, so most areas that trick-or-treating is practiced, it is considered for children. But some, and even some places in the United States actually make it illegal for you to trick-or-treat if you're over the age of 12. Really? Yeah. It's true. That's, uh, it's true. Wow. I know. That And, and these are the states. Yes. Oh, this is wait. the states. I wonder what states they're talking about. Mm, probably, like, you know, like, whatever. But yeah, trunk or treat actually became something pretty big that has been happening mm-hmm. for a while now. It's uh, done from a parked car in a local parking lot, usually at a school, the church. Um, so you, you open the trunk of your car, you display the candy, you maybe have some games, decorations, and it's a safer alternative to trick-or-treating. Um and this began actually, believe it or not, in the mid 1990s mm-hmm. as a fall festival for an alternative to trick or treating, but became trunk or treat two decades later. Some have called for more city or community group sponsored trunk or treats so they can be more inclusive. But by 2006, these had become increasingly popular. And obviously, it got even more so during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody can do anything in fucking COVID. No. But, but I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, I I mean, eh. <laughs> eh. I mean, I prefer, honestly, the way that things are in this day and age, mm-hmm. I think trunk or treating is the safest alternative to yeah. actually trick or treating because no offense, the way that the world is nowadays, do you really want to take your kids to certain neighborhoods and knock on the doors when you don't know what the fuck is going to open up? Exactly. You know, I, like, right. the, especially with what's, you have no idea. You don't. You don't. You don't. And that's what sucks. It's like back when we were kids, and I I don't like seeing the back in my day kind of shit, but back in when we were children, we did not have to worry about any, really, anything. We knew where the crazy people were in our neighborhood. Everybody knew, oh, avoid that house because they're insane, or avoid that house. He's creepy. Yeah, he's creepy. He's the creepy old man or the the mean old man. Mm -hmm. Or she's on, you know, she's on meth. Leave her alone. Yeah, like like, we knew. We knew. We knew what we, no. we knew what was going on. Nowadays you you've no idea what's going on. No. And you you honestly you don't really want to risk it. No. And and like let's call a spade a spade here. Do you really want to go trick or treating in the projects? No. I'm good. Like do you really want to go trick or treating in the ghetto? I'm I'm okay. Right. 
Exactly. My ass would be eaten. Eaten, spit out. And the thing is, is I worked in Harlem and Washington Heights for 15 years Mm -hmm. on Halloween. Oh, God. Not safe. Not, you know. Not safe. Most of that trick-or-treating was done during the day. Yeah. If the kids weren't doing it at school. That's true. You know, so, I mean, and it fucking sucks that something that we grew up loving that is now like hundreds of years of tradition, apparently, as we've done our research, Mm -hmm. cannot be enjoyed because people can't have nice things. Yeah, no, because people have to ruin all the nice things. All the time. It sucks. It sucks. It's, it really sucks. It really does suck. And it, it, it's like, also at the same time now, it's like, candy is so, everything is so expensive. Everything is so expensive. And everything is a worry. And everything is, everything, there's something about everything. Nobody can leave anything alone. No. Everything you, has to put their two cents in it. Everything, everybody has to be like, you know. The commercialization is disgusting. Com- yep. Everything ever has to be politically correct. And Go fuck yourselves. No, exactly. Like, uh, no offense, but like the whole, you want to know what's another big thing that pisses me off about trick-or-treating nowadays? What's up? Tell the, me. The, the uh, fact that if your child is neurodivergent, they want you to carry a teal pumpkin Are you basket fucking kidding me? To identify the neurodivergent child, especially Get if you're autistic. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding. Yeah, okay, so let me just put a neon sign to tell me... Put a neon hey, sign... Hey, look, this kid hey, is look. different. This kid is fucking different. This, this kid has fucking higher-functioning autism. This kid has fucking Down syndrome. This... Fuck you. No. Fuck why, you. Why should we segregate the kids from getting candy? Exactly. Not even segregating the kids of getting candy. Why are we pointing out the differences between children? Now, no offense. I can play devil's advocate here on this one. I do understand how some parents want their children to experience trick-or-treating, but also understand that their children have certain limitations because of their disorders. Correct. And they would not be inviting trouble by having an identifier. Correct. So, like, say you go to somebody or you're with a bunch of other kids and the other kids do not understand why uh, this kid is not talking. Right, but then or as can't a, handle the the loud noises. Right, and I understand that. But then, as a parent, it's your job to it's explain your it. job to explain that. It's, it's not. Yeah. it's not fucking the, rocket the, science. It's not even rocket science. It's not the world's fucking. You know, it's not the world's issue for that child to be excluded out from a fucking colored pumpkin no. for that child to understand that that child is different. It's the parents. You know, it's the parent's responsibility to explain to their child why, like, oh, listen, you know, hey, let me explain, like, oh, mommy, he's not really talking. I don't understand. Let me explain it to you. Or have that parent go to the other child's parent and have a conversation. Listen, my child is kind of uncomfortable. Can we have a conversation and let let me try to explain you know, so we can have on a level, so we can all just kind of be coexisting. Exactly. Or or se- go to a special event that is coded for your child. Right. You know, which again, I'm not trying to be exclusive. No. At all. I, in fact, I am all about inclusivity. Exactly. But what I am not about is singling someone out. Exactly. Like, no. And especially if with, and with the, actually the class that I'm learning about with this, uh, with those behavioral issues and disorders of children and and, and um adolescents, it, the um innovation <laughs> you have to do with children with any sort type of disorder. You first of all, the amount it, when a child is diagnosed with any type of disorder, it's not just okay. You have autism and you're fa- you're eight. You have autism. That child has to go through so many types of diagnoses. Yeah, not even that. They have to go through it again and what? again and again because a child develops, yes. a child grows, the and brain, the brain grows. That disorder also develops and grows. That yeah, you can have autism one day, and then the child in the next eight years that can go into high functioning autism and then a learning disorder. You have no idea. It changes. It the changes. Brain changes exactly, and it's just like the same way trick or treating has evolved over the years. The way that we respond to it has evolved over the years, too. Yes. And unfortunately, COVID did expose a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we do live in a world where everybody wants to, you know, to be seen, to be heard. And I am not sitting here saying that it's a bad thing, but don't go to an extreme. Right. You yeah. know, and also it's like, honestly, you're targeting. Yeah. I, I believe that when you do something like that, you're, you're putting an involuntary target on that child's back. Exactly. And that's to not be fair. attacked. And that's not fair. No, it is not. Like, you're literally sitting there singling this child out. And so, so somebody with less than honorable intentions will take advantage of your child. Yeah, no. Or just advantage of that person. Like, I know plenty of, of adults that suffer from autism that would love to be able to do these things. Yeah. And try. And try to do it. You know? But they can't. They, it's not that they can't. It's that they're not allowed into the spaces. Exactly. And that's what sucks. You know, and it's like, don't program your children from a young age to see, oh, they're different because they're carrying the 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 the, the blue the, pumpkin. They're carrying the they're carrying the bad pumpkin. That means that they they're different. Why can't they just carry a bag? Or why does it need to be singled out? Like, if you're that afraid that your child's um, neurodivergence is going to be an issue, then you plan around your child's neurodivergence. Exactly. Not yours. Exactly. You plan the activity for your child. Mm -hmm. This is not for you. Exactly. I mean, granted, we have fun, but this is not for you. This is for them. Exactly. I.e., as we were talking about it all day, even back in the 1940s, the children would tell the adults what trick-or-treating was. Mm -hmm. So let your child tell you what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Let your child sit there and be like, okay, well, I want to do this with my trick-or-treating. You let your child do what is necessary to make them happy. Exactly. With their experience of trick-or-treating. Right. I'm and off then, my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> but Get even, over here! But even also adding on to that, even when that child is, let's say, high-functioning autism, and they can be with a group, and they can... Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. And they can, Your you know, brain just went... My, white noise. And they can, like, let's say they're in a group and they're having fun. And let's say all of a sudden, because of social, you know, social anxiety and everything else, something does happen within the brain and something does happen with the child that they have to do step away. It's also the parent's responsibility to catch that. It's the parent's responsibility to be like, okay, this is a little bit too much let's, you know, let's step away, let's calm down, let's, you know, it's, you know, it's also the parent's responsibility. It's, you know, they have, it, it's, it's an, it's a communal effort. It's not, yes. just, you know what I'm saying? It, it takes a village. It does. It takes a village for at least a, um, a, for a special needs child. Yeah. And sometimes, and, I mean, it takes a village for any child. Well, yeah, right. That is correct. Yeah. You know, but it takes a village and a half, I'm going to say. Yeah. For a special needs child. And God when, damn. You know, I just lost my thought. Ha! But, <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm, I'm very passionate about this kind As of stuff. As you should be. And, you know, when... It's, this is one of those rites of passage. Yeah. Trick-or-treating has always been a rite of passage. So, example, when I was growing up, I always had to go trick-or-treating with my mom mm -hmm. and my younger brother and my younger sister. Mm -hmm. And if we went with the neighborhood kids, it was always a big group of the kids and their parents. The rite of passage for trick-or-treating as I got older was I could go trick-or-treating alone, but I still had to watch out for my younger brother and my younger sister. Right. So that was my rite of passage, one of them. Mm -hmm. The other rite of passage that I had growing up was I finally was able to go trick-or-treating on my own without my brother or my sister with my friends. Yeah. Those are rites of passage that you have with this pastime. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, some kids aren't going to get that. It's, it's, it's never just happen. not, especially it's, in this post-COVID world. Yeah, no. It's not. And especially with a lot of other oh! garbage going on that's happening mm. that's just, we'll, we'll not talk about. God um, damn! We don't want to talk about that. No, but it's, 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 it's a sad reality that we're living in. No! It is. I mean, and honestly, with all this rich history of trick-or-treating, you would mm -hmm. think that we would want to keep some of these traditions alive or create new ones. And we are. We are, we are, you know, as we inherit, the millennials are inheriting the mantle of the people that are supposed to be doing the trick-or-treating from the boomers. Mm -hmm. We are. Yeah. They started it 
we're perfecting it. And then I'm positive that Gen Z is going to make it even better. I hope so. I hope so. Or they're going to just destroy it altogether because they just can't. They can't figure it out. Like, no. They, they <laughs> well, first of all, okay, hold on. Um, Gen Z. <laughs> oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. First of all, they think they have a rite of passage if they want. They think they have the right of passage to get to the front of the line if if an InSync has um No a, you don't no, you fuck don't. off if no. you don't have a fucking nineteen in front of your year, get the fuck to the back of the line. And if your nineteen is literally in mid nineteen nineties, sit down, shut up. Sit down. No. If you're born after nineteen ninety five get out. When InSync was formed in nineteen ninety five, you can the, tell I'm a fan right now. Yep. Tangent time. If you are born after 1995, back of the no line. fucking right. Back it, of the line. Back of the line. Not even, no, you're not even allowed to sit. Go buy Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. Done. That's my rant. Because, baby, now we got bad blood. Yeah, and I have a, <laughs> you may have bad blood, but I have adult money. Yeah. I have adult money. I went to TRL. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what TRL is and standing outside trying, holding up a sign trying to get Carson Daly to fucking notice you, you can't buy NSYNC tickets. If you don't know what Motley Cruz, um, uh, I'm going to say blank cam, get out. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh my get God. out. It's true. And guess what? I was on that cam. What? Nah, no. Next to my father. Fucking proud. I mean, as you should. Be. <laughs> I as was you proud. should. Be. Do you have any closing thoughts about trick or treating? Since we went off on multiple tangents, multiple tangents. I hope that this year's trick or treating will be a traditional trick or treat. I mean, for everybody, it's going to be a little bit better since, like, you know, post COVID world and everything. Right. It's getting a little bit better. It's slowly getting slowly there. getting better. But I hope that it will be. A fabulous trick or treat this year. I mean, uh, for everybody, yeah, for, for the little travelers, for the medium travelers, for adult, the big, the adult travelers, yeah, but for the the baby travelers, I agree, I agree, because I mean, a lot of our travelers have baby travelers. Yes, you know, the baby I mean, travelers. and there's plenty of like, yo, there's plenty of adult activities that y'all can do. Just find something fun for your kids to do. Exactly, you know, like stay safe. Oh yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And if you want to teach them the old ways. Shaving cream, eggs, and toilet paper. Which, right. after COVID, though, I don't know. Toilet paper is too precious of a commodity, I guess. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't do that. Ha-ha. I don't know what you're talking about. Or, if you want to do that, just shred up, um, or cut, if you can, cut um, uh, paper towels. Whatever you do, please make it biodegradable so it won't yes. hurt the environment. Exactly. Like, um, please. Get. I'm just saying. And it's always a Randy or Christopher's house. Do it. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> Quit. That's it. <coughs> Don't die on me. No. I need you to live. No. You can't play a trick on me. It's not Halloween yet. I, I, t- trick or treat. No. Trick or treat. Treats. I hear you all. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's an Oreo. A chocolate hazelnut Oreos. Ooh. I know. She brought out the good stuff. I did. I did. But guys, I'm going to leave you with this parting thought. I'm going to leave you with this parting thought about Halloween. 150 years ago, you'd be eating chestnuts and finding out about a future spouse. Yes. Nowadays, you can go and get a big ass bag of delicious fucking candy and have a good time with your kids and dress in fabulous costumes and go to parades and go to parties mm-hmm. and all sorts of other fucking amazing things. So you know what? Take advantage of it. Enjoy yep. it. And come bother the Phoenix Gate on all of our social media. Yes. And tell us about what you did while trick-or-treating. Yep. I want your trick-or-treating stories. Yep. Yes. I'll also leave a Halloween tip. Yes. Leave. If you have any tips for trick-or-treating with the young travelers. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We'll leave share it. them. We'll make share them featured. Them. Featured. Leave it for other parents. Yeah. Do it. Do it. On that note. On that note, travelers, enjoy your Halloween. Halloween and trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. Bye. Bye. Bye.